0: Their wisdom and the things they've learned along the way. My next guest today on the Sandro Forte podcast is the incredible John Dutton. Incredible for many reasons, and you will find out exactly why. John is the chief executive of the Rugby League World Cup 2021. And with the challenges experienced by individuals, businesses, and as we'll hear today, sport over the last couple of years. John has had to overcome the difficulty of not only having his event postponed for a year, but all the subsequent problems that created. Having worked within several different sports, quite a number of different sports, as you'll come to understand, John has a wealth of experience of achieving success and overcoming challenges. Perfect guest for the Sandro Forte podcast, dare I say. So I'm incredibly excited to get the chance to have a chat, a chat with John today. Need to put my teeth in. John. John. Dutton, thank you so much for joining us on the Sandro Forte podcast today. Hi, Sandro. My pleasure. First thing I've got to ask you, where does that lovely accent come from, John? Uh, I'm born and bred in the north
1: of England, uh, so in deepest Lancashire. Um, but I, uh, our office is based in Manchester. Uh, I live about uh, 15, 16 miles away, so equidistant between
0: Manchester and
1: Liverpool in a place called Lee.
0: In a place called Lee, I know it well. Uh, I'm I'm not gonna bore the listeners with the reasons why I know Lee well, but we'll talk offline about my connections with Lee. Um, So, you know, there are lots of people who will be tuning into the podcast today because they know who John Dutton is. Uh, You you know, you are a name in sport that many people who follow it know, John. But for the very few people, I mean, where, where have they been all this time, right? Living under a rock. For those people who don't know John Dutton, would you mind just giving us a little bit of a kind of a background, We'll talk about some of the sports you've been involved in, because the list is as long as my arm. But for those who don't know you, uh, where did it all start, John? Gosh, I'm living my best life.
1: I'm a lifelong sports fan and working in professional sports and doing what I'm very passionate about. Uh, So in summary, 27 years in professional sports. uh, I guess growing up, I always wanted to be a professional athlete, ideally a rugby player of either code. Uh, Played the sport at a decent level, but realised I was neither brave enough Nor good enough to play a professional rugby league and pursued a career in sports administration, a degree uh, in sport management, and was incredibly fortunate uh, to get a job working on the European golf tour when I was 22 years of old, uh, 22 years of age, uh, traveling the world, working uh, in golf. I'm not a golf fan, but what a wonderful start to my professional career. And from there on in, I've been in some privileged positions uh, working for the Football Association, uh, worked on the UEFA Champions League final in 2003. Um, I've worked extensively in uh, other sports, including cycling. Uh, I had the quite bonkers title of the Director of Readiness for the Tour de France the Grand Departments here in the UK. And for the last 12 years, Sandra, I've worked in my sport, Rugby League, um, more latterly as the Chief Executive of a tournament that, as you say, should have been delivered last year, but uh, actually we're on track to deliver in 2022.
0: We'll talk about that in a minute. I I picked up actually when we were doing our research, John, Director of Readiness, you've got to tell me what that means.
1: I'm still not sure to this day. I I was actually brought in quite late in the process to ensure that the Tour de France, which was just an unbelievable um, unbelievable experience, but an unbelievable sporting event. Many people will uh, recall in Yorkshire um, setting off uh, from Leeds and, Mark Cavendish having his accident uh, in Harry and the millions of people that turned out on the road, uh, and effectively I was brought in to say, "Can you make sure we're ready?" And um, I'm not sure we we're ever ready, but the thing was just a behemoth; it just sort of happened, uh, and it was it was it was utterly bonkers. Uh, but yeah, what 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 a what a crazy job title!
0: I was going to say, I'm going to make a note if if I ever apply for a job and somebody says, uh, "We'd like to talk to you about um, a job." As the director of readiness, I, I'm kind of going to. I might have to swerve that, one. I'm not sure exactly what it would mean. But thank you for clarifying. Um, there's loads to cover in in thirty minutes. I'm not sure we'll do it, but we'll we'll do our very best, um, and, and and we'll try to avoid the politics that are going on in the world of golf at the moment. Uh, you know, recently a couple of very um, a, a, a couple of very difficult interviews for people like Phil Mickelson and Dustin Johnson. I'm not going to ask you to comment on that necessarily, um, but I'm particularly interested in two things today, John. One is your career path, you know, the the successes you've brought to pretty much everything you've done, but also the more general view of, you know, what makes people great. Um, and, and those are the athletes that you've worked with, whether it's the Tour de France, the PGA, Rugby League, for example. So we'll try and deal with both of those. Um, first of all, if we may, because, you, you know, you've got an incredible CV and, and it all points towards successful outcomes kind of wherever you've gone, there must just to... to, to hopefully get you resonating with the, with some of the listeners. Uh, there must have been a few challenges along the way. There must have been things that kind of went wrong, or are you one of those lucky few that can honestly say, no, it was always, you know, it was always uphill trajectory?
1: I'll go. Yeah, first of all, you're
0: very kind. Um, I, I regard myself
1: as incredibly uh, fortunate. So uh, going back to what I said before, I, I would love to have played professional sport, any professional uh, sport, but to be involved and in working in, different disciplines, working with athletes, working with really talented people, both on and off uh, the field has been an absolute privilege. And I guess it's similar to to sort of what's going on, uh, and you referenced in golf, the world is changing. Uh, The world was changing before the pandemic. The world's changing enormously. So in golf, we're seeing the incredible influx of private equity. Um, In other sports, we're seeing massive displacement. So to to be involved in a contemporary way right here, right now, uh, adversely, yes, Uh, we can talk about what happened last year with our tournaments and there was no, no end of adversity. Uh, but I think throughout my career, um, I've had to make some decisions, difficult decisions from a, when I was on the European golf tour, the season started in January and it finished in November and it effectively meant that you, you couldn't have holidays in between and you had to wait until, uh, the tour was over. So I took quite a bold decision at the time. Uh, I, I had enough of traveling, uh, when we settled down, start family. Um, but I had to leave that job just so i could make myself available to go and get interviews and um take seriously my next um steps and that was sort of backing yourself and, and being bold and brave the job i'm in at the moment when when the trophies lifted and the fireworks go off and we do a little reconciliation and write our reports after we've had a lie down uh, tournament that, that's it um I, I don't have anything ready made to go to next but i'm i myself to uh, first of all enjoy the moment and the incredible experience I always regard myself as being incredibly privileged um and, and secondly um even though um you know time is ticking on and I'm 27 years into my um career I, I'm quite confident and it doesn't faze me that I, I haven't got sort of that longevity and uh certainty uh in the next steps but it's a mixture of all of the above but but, but more than anything Sandro just just some wonderful experiences traveling the world, meeting people um, and working with athletes who uh, I am in in awe of every day, but the people who put the bodies
0: on the line uh, to do the thing that they uh, love. You're far too modest, John, far too modest. Um, The the simple answer to your question, my question is that you definitely have overcome a a fairly significant challenges and you've just touched on that. Let's take you back then to this, uh, you know, an enormous amount of preparation. I know that you uh, were pretty directly responsible for raising 25 million pounds, uh, from HM government, for example. Uh, but then all of these, you know, this, um, this attention to detail, the planning, the organization, the pulling together of teams, uh, everything that you had created, uh, with one single goal in mind, then kind of goes up in smoke metaphorically and okay. It's a delay. It, it wasn't canceled but you know the plan went out to the window how how do you or how did you how do you deal with that kind of setback because we get a lot of people listening to this podcast from around the world john who say you know i am dealing with a challenge at the moment how how do you get through such a setback
1: yeah i, I think i talk about the three p's uh sandro and i think the first one um is perspective uh, as difficult as last year was and there was some um moments where it was just hard uh putting it into perspective we're not on the front line we're not saving lives we're trying to deliver something that's going to excite people inspire people but you've got to put life into perspective i, I think also um an element of pragmatism and i think as, as i've developed in my career i've become more pragmatic and accepting my new favorite phrase uh perfectly imperfect. And, and and I'm accepting that the, I don't think perfect exists. So rather than chase that um, be more accepting and, and then prioritization, there are some things that are just more important than others and you've got to be able to focus uh, on them. So to sort of take the listeners on the journey, we, we, we started in 2015. So for me personally, um, it will be seven years of my professional career working on one single thing. Uh, and that's been, at times quite challenging. That when, when I get up in the morning, I, I, I'm I not running a sport. So I'm not running all the different component parts. I'm not running an international federation. I'm running an event. And I think about the same thing every day. And it, most people do this probably for three or four years. I, I will have done it for seven years, What one year longer than we um, expected. But going back to 2015 and we had a vision, we have a purpose that for us, if you look through our strategy, what happens off the field is as important as what happens on it so our purpose is about making a positive impact on people's lives in local communities so our social impact program our commitment to social mobility is as strong as all the glitz glamour and the incredible athleticism that we will see uh, during this tournament and and that was um, almost ahead of its time because that was developed in 2015 2016 before we actually had a team of people, before we had a board, before we got a funding, before we've been awarded the right to stage the tournament, we made a decision that we'd stage three tournaments together with um parity. Uh so the men's tournament, the women's tournament, and the wheelchair tournament. And that seemed like quite a good idea at the time. We we hadn't figured out how we were going to do it, but we had that vision and 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 that's something that it's, it's, it's inspired me, it's energised me, it's, it's really sort of kept me motivated when I wake up every morning and think about that one thing, uh, the ability to deliver something transformative, um, this will be the biggest tournament in the sport's 127 year history, and uh, I think there's quite a lot resting on it, um, but that's really exciting, and, um, you know, we can explore the decision making, the adversity, the tough times that we had, but not not losing sight at any point over the last uh, six and a half, seven years of uh, the difference that this tournament um, can make. And, um, yeah, certainly still, I'm more energised uh,
0: than ever before. I, I love the fact, listening to you, John, you know, you, you're very philosophical, you're very down-to-earth, very modest man, um, and, you know, as I said, your CV speaks for you. But earlier, where you were talking about, you know, once this is delivered, and, and I, it's going to be spectacular, I've no doubt, but once this is delivered, that's it. You know, you're now, you're then kind of, Back on a, on the job search, as it were. And okay, you're going to your name's going to be up in lights. People will will recognise you, but you you don't have as a couple of nameless uh, world politicians do. You don't have that kind of arrogance, that over exuberance, and confidence that leads people to think you know he's getting a little bit ahead of himself. Um, you 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 you're very kind of understated and under the radar, and um, and yet you've led this. You you're going to deliver an incredible project that's been 7 years in the making. Um what what makes you a a great leader? I'm going to talk a little bit about if I may about the similarities between sport and business because I mean you've got the perfect CV to be able to do that. What 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 has made this such a success from a leadership perspective?
1: I I think just staying
0: grounded, if we talk about role models, um,
1: and I'm sure many of your listeners um, will know Kevin Sinfield, Uh, so Kevin Sinfield uh, played rugby league at the highest level, he was captain of the England team in 2013, Uh, he's one of our ambassadors from the tournament, Um, he is the most humble person I've ever met. More recently, uh, as well as coaching Leicester Tigers and their success, uh, he set out on a mission to help his friend, uh, Rob Burrow, who has MMD, a truly debilitating uh, illness. And and so Kevin's uh, way of helping is to put his body through um, immeasurable uh, pain to fundraise uh, for his friend. And when 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 you talk to uh, Kev, it, it, the, the humility that he shows in that is is just staggering. Now he, he he's a person like many athletes, whether it's rugby or football, who's put the body through immense strain in in, in generating the livelihood. Um, and I just I, I'm just inspired by people uh, like that, uh, Sandro. So again, from a perspective, um, it just resonates with me. And I, I've been fortunate to be involved in a project at the start. A blank sheet of paper nothing and to get us to where we are today and, and that's involved uh bringing on really talented people um i don't know everything i don't have all the skills in the world but i've surrounded myself with some really super talented people and that's just that's energizing um in itself to be able to have the ability to start with nothing build something It's definitely not been straightforward, the line hasn't been straight Uh, we've had to deviate at certain times, some of the things that have helped me massively. um, Are are one um, just having a purpose and a clear vision and having that super focus and clarity it's probably easy for me uh, because. I'm running really a We've got a start, we've got a middle, and ultimately we have an end. And the other thing that we did, uh, we did it successfully last year, and we've, we've redone it this year, is, is have what we've called a success roadmap. And effectively, it fits on one page. All the words on there are very thoughtful and very purposeful. If, if it's not on that one page, we simply don't do it. And, and we know that delivering our success roadmap, um, if we can do that, success um, will follow. So we've got these two documents that fit on one page with a really supportive board, a super talented uh, team, a quite young team in terms of um, how we we lost 60% of the workforce um, when we had to postpone the tournament. So recruitment through uh, everything that everyone's experienced at the moment has been quite challenging. Uh, But what a privilege for me, I mean, that makes my job quite um, easy. I'm, I'm, you know, protecting the strategy, making sure we always look at the the macro, not the micro, Um, but surrounding myself with people that really yeah just are uh,
0: so talented mm. i want to take you back if i may to a few words you've used um made a kind of mental note to them earlier on you were talking about making difficult decisions john and uh, i think you used the words bold and brave and in in your last uh, answer you you very eloquent gave us you talk about deviation um you know deviating from that roadmap but sometimes it's necessary sometimes it is forced on you sometimes you 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 make a conscious decision to do that we get lots of listeners John from all around the world who constantly write in saying you know i I'm, I'm faced with a difficult decision whether it's a a relationship one whether it's financial whether it's do i expand do i close my business you know that really really tough choice that crossroads that people reach you talk about being bold and brave i'm sure it's not something you were born with it's something you've probably learned um, from lots of successes and lots of failures what advice would you give to people who are faced with a a tough decision and and how do you kind of you, you talk about perspective how do you find that perspective to make some of those really tough decisions a bit easier
1: yeah, I, I, I walk towards complex problems, so I would regard myself as a complex problem solver and, and that's really stimulating uh, to me and that's why sort of working on these project bases, um, I think probably gets the best out of me. Um, how, how would I tackle a complex problem, probably something that um, a skill I didn't have two or three years ago but i've developed is active listening. Um, and and I think that is a real skill. So you know, to, just to listen to each other, but but to actively listen, to take it in, to step back, not to impose your views instantly, and to try and look at the problem through other people's uh, lens, I, I think is uh, both a skill, but also something that will help you get to a better outcome. And and it probably goes a little bit into the first question: is is, is agility? So so yes, ha- having a plan but not being uh too rigorous to question if you have to pivot and slightly change direction i think ripping up the plan and throwing it away there will be instances where you might have to do that but that will be in the extreme in the main just the ability to uh to be agile to actively listen um and to have a sense of determination as well um and i i find after six and a half years of doing the same job every day that my sense of determination, positivity, optimism, um is greater than ever before. And I've got a re- renewed energy. You know, what happened to us last year made me feel sorry for myself for a few my sorry, sorry, sorry for myself for a few days. And and then I thought that perspective, well well, people are experiencing much worse than I am at the moment. And as a leader more than anything, I have the ability to affect change. So when I dust myself down. I you know, go for a run, go for a walk, sort sort, sort my positive mindset out, and and and, and be determined. And I, I think all if you try and get the combination of all the things, dif- different problems to different people will always result in different outcomes. But I think the consistency uh, of active listening, um, of surrounding yourself with different diverse thinkers, uh, and I, I, that that's something again. I think when I started my career I gravitated towards people that were was similar to me and had a similar outlook to me and what I've done more as a leader is make sure whilst I've got that um, I've got someone who has, I've known for 20 odd years who's my chief operating officer is just amazing and what it's enabled us to do is he will run the business and I will you know do, do the relationship building the strategy etc but what, I, what I've more found recently is that, that my senior leadership team is made up of people who think differently to me. And, and, and that when you've got a complex problem in front of you if you've got all of those component parts then you'll get a really great outcome
0: good answer anybody that's been director of readiness on the tour de France um needs to talk to us about leadership skills you know you you've mentioned this this incredible board i mean they didn't all just kind of randomly walk into a room you know you you've picked those people you've nurtured them you' developed that team you've led you know what is going to be an amazing uh project you're going to deliver something that the likes of which has never been seen in the history of the sport. How, how What has made John Dutton the leader that he is? You know, you talked about active listening. What other skills do you think great leaders need to bring to the party, John?
1: I, I think building relationships. I, I'm really interested. I'm actually uh, at the weekend uh, travelling to Australia um, to build relationships, and, and it's very much around diplomacy. And I think diplomacy and soft power um as a leader can never ever be underestimated and it's fundamentally built on relationships so when I think about some of the challenges that we've had uh being a good communicator um and we can revisit that if you want uh Sandra because there's two sides to that but some of the feedback we got from the team is we actually over over and it creates some anxiety but I think fundamentally being a good communicator but but that building relationships and that being based on uh compromise that being based on diplomacy and not underestimating sort of soft power in the in the geopolitical world that we live in, you know, if, if when, when when I go back to 2015 and we set out our vision and there are some things that just haven't changed and there are some things that massively changed, we didn't have on our agenda in 2015 a global pandemic. We didn't have on our agenda Brexit, which in the first instance we thought was detrimental because, as you mentioned, we received a significant amount of government, fund, government funding from a Prime Minister and a Chancellor who, at the start of the process, were weren't there after the referendum. So pandemic, Brexit, a war in Europe for the first time in our uh, lifetimes, a cost of living crisis and adding to the mixed postponement, none of those things were on the list. And all those things were in the budgets, but yet we 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 are finding our way through them. And I think many of your listeners will have experienced potentially even more stark um, circumstances during all of those things. But it just shows. I think people are quite resilient, and you know, if you look through. Um, so some of the i look to some of our um, ambassadors and, and pick one out james simpson who uh, is a wheelchair athlete who has overcome life-changing debilitating uh, injuries and, and yet he said wheelchair rugby league has saved my life and he and he is just an advocate he's the 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 biggest, most positive person that I I, I will ever met, but he's gone through that adversity and it just shows the resilience I think that there are in people, so whether that's from a sport perspective, a life perspective, a business perspective, um, I think being resilient, being determined, being positive, even when there are times you think the whole world um, is against you, um, I think you can get to uh, the right outcome. And, And we're about to see over, The UK summer here some amazing events, the Women's Football European Championships, the Commonwealth Games, we'll see Wimbledon and all those things. All predicated on bringing people together, all predicated on creating memories, all predicated on some of the things we just haven't been able to do over the last uh, couple of years. I think the the, the pandemic has displaced our lives and it's it's, some of our expectations previously were probably higher than they should have been. I think the pandemic has probably made us realise, value what we have and, and, and live in the moment.
0: I was going to ask you about that, actually, because, you know, you mentioned the word perspective. And whilst we would love to rid uh, the world of death and and illness and disability and financial crises and all those other things, war and famine and and what have you. Do you think in, in your experience, John, that adversity almost creates opportunity? Does it does it bring perspective? Do you almost have to embrace the tough times to really appreciate the good ones? And that may sound like a rhetorical question, but I'm just interested in your view
1: no uh, definitely um I, i'll probably get the words wrong but winston churchill uh said you know never waste a good crisis and, and 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 i think that's um throughout whatever adversity we go through it does create opportunity and it probably in the in the moment it will never seem that way um you know whether that is through uh, life-changing in- injuries whether that's through some of the incredibly difficult decisions that people will have to go through uh during the cost of living uh crisis the you know the social mobility agenda is something that i and really passionate about where people are born has such a massive impact on the quality of life. And and that's certainly not right uh, through my uh, eyes in 2022, but we we can either just step back and think that's someone else's problem, or we can walk towards that. And and that's why we've created with the world cup, a social impact program that we genuinely want to make a positive impact on people's lives away from the sport. We're using the tournament and the sport as the hook, the catalyst to deliver change and are we going to change the world absolutely not um can we make a positive impact on people's lives absolutely so let, let, let's walk towards those uh challenges I, I will give you one example of something that we're doing that, that's just so uplifting we, we've got um, a partnership with a social care provider we're providing accessible volunteer opportunities for people with support needs and those people will be our volunteers in the tournament and and that for for those people that is life changing. Well, we, we've been able to do that so we could have just ignored focused on delivering the mechanics and the nuts and bolts of the thing that we set to do or we could take this overview and say let's use this opportunity uh through adversity uh to be resilient and make a positive impact let's have no regrets. Let's leave no stone unturned. Uh, let's give this our best shot. And, and and maybe maybe it's part of a changing dynamic of people that come after us using an event, a thing that might only happen for two weeks. I was talking to five weeks. It's a long tournament, but but it's still an incredible investment just for five weeks. We're able to actually do something much bigger and better than that. We're able to learn and we're able to pass that on and, and have that selfless approach to um, when when this thing's over and everyone else is doing different things.
0: Um, I, it, yeah, it's, it's awe-inspiring what you're achieving, both inside and outside the sport, as you say, in terms of uh, you know some of the things you're doing for the good of the community. And I, I look at your CV, you mentioned the Tour de France, slightly tongue-in-cheek, um, and, and the PGA Golf Tour. I also think I'm right in saying you were involved in the UEFA Champions League. Uh, a number of years ago, I think it was 2003, and if I rightly remember, because it was at Old Trafford, that's why I remember. Remember, I think it was played out by AC Milan Juventus, but I might have well, that wrong. I'm not sure. Oh, well, you're, um, you're at
1: fantastic memory, yeah, you're
0: absolutely right. Um, bit of a bit of a football, uh, bit of a f- football buff, um, but you've got you know lots and lots of uh, diverse experience across a whole range of sports. So you get to see these incredible athletes. You've already alluded to the fact that they, you know, put their bodies on the line. They run through the metaphorical brick, brick wall. What does it take, in your opinion, bird's eye view now, of all these incredible superstars in their respective sports, whether wheelchair athletes, whether footballers, people who cycle for miles and miles and miles. Why would they want to do that? I have no idea. Um, or, or whether it's rugby league or, or rugby union. What makes a really great or, you know, what separates the good from the great? john
1: yeah and and it's probably similar to
0: your question before about that those transferable skills between business
1: and and, and sport because i i i think that the key component parts are exactly the same positive mindset resilience determination if if you think of training what whatever sport you're in whether that's on a Cold, wet Tuesday night out in the rain. Whether that's sat on a peloton bike for hundreds of miles, all of that you've got to be prepared to be dedicated, to be determined, to have resilience, to have a positive mindset, and you've got to. And, and I recognise this as, as someone who doesn't set on the field of play. You've got to look after your body, and I think a healthy body leads to a healthy mind. And, and I, I think I've taken that more seriously the older I get. Um, I know that in preparing for the tournament, I'm not quite going to go through what our players are going to go through, but I am going to prepare my body you know, I'm going to look, I'm going to hopefully um, try and get some sleep, uh, but certainly the things I can control in terms of um, my nutrition and my exercise and, and getting out. And, and 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 that's the same because when, when an athlete has a short career, they ultimately have to be so dedicated to look after the body. And prepare the body that gives them that um, healthy, positive mindset. So I, I think you can look at business, you can look at leadership, business, and sport very similar because I think they've got all the same
0: key component parts. And what do you say to people then that say, "Oh, well, you know, John's just he's just built a better stuff than me. Uh, he he was he was born that way." There's something about John that allows him to be all those amazing things that you've just mentioned. You know, for me, it's a, it's much more of a struggle. Uh, I'm, I'm not sure that I can ever achieve it. Is is all the things you've just mentioned are they conscious decisions to be resilient, to be disciplined, to put your you know your body on the line, uh, to get plenty of sleep, to to fuel your body, do all the necessary things, those disciplines that we all find quite challenging. Is that simply a conscious decision, or well, I guess the question I'm asking you is it nature or is it nurture, John?
1: I, I think it's more um, more nurture I, if I had an innate um, uh, skill as an athlete, I, I'd be a professional athlete and, and I don't and I' not I don't think got an innate skill as a leader, but I'm prepared more than anything to work hard. and from that nurture perspective to appreciate um, I'm older than I was 27 years ago, I'm in a different point in my career. And I'm gonna take more seriously how I look after myself to prepare myself for my day in the same way that an athlete would train as the older they get and probably take more care of their body. So everything that I've talked about, I think is within my sphere of control. And it's a bit like, you know, what happens after the end of this? I have no idea what I might do. And I'm probably not in control of that, but I'm just gonna focus on things I can control. I'm gonna work really hard. I'm not gonna work 24 hours a day. I'm not gonna work seven days week so i'm going to work hard but smart i've surrounded myself with a great team i've got a great supportive board we're going to tackle challenges head on we're going to be good communicators we're never going to shy away um from uh the issues and we're also going to enjoy it you know we we could go through this uh, certainly we've talked a lot with the team about when the tournament comes it's going to be brutal travel you know probably a lack of sleep doesn't quite fall into the uh what we we're talking about earlier but What's some great experiences for people to be in some of the some of the nations, if not the world's best stadium with the world's best athletes uh, projected live um, from the BBC across the globe. Um, one great opportunity. So if we just sort of feel sorry for ourselves, that we're tired, you know, we're hungry, we etc. Before we know it, the end will come, and we may never get this same opportunity uh, again. So that resilience, that determination, we can control. But I can also control an element of actually, I'm going to enjoy myself as well.
0: Mm. For those listening to this podcast from all around the world I I actively encourage you to now play back the last couple of minutes and listen to that lovely list that John came out with those rules for success he rattled through them like they just you know fell off his tongue like he was shelling peas so this is a guy that's clearly uh, very very uh, much in touch with with success and achieving successful outcomes do do have a listen to that uh, to that list which I'm sure John wasn't even aware that he was he was rolling off, but um, they were they were um, rules to live by that I was hastily trying to scribble down and, and uh, didn't quite manage. So I will be playing it back as well. Um, John, who's going to win the World Cup then? Oh well, we're completely neutral, of course, Sandro. That was why I asked you the question. <laughs> <laughs> well,
1: so, so so we've got three tournaments. If, if let's use maybe the bookmakers who are putting the odds down in the men's tournament England Australia New Zealand um, are are very similar coming into the tournament we've also got Pacific nations Tonga and Samoa I think we incredibly strong and some. wonderfully exciting nations in the women's tournament no doubt Australia and New Zealand are the favorites and in the wheelchair tournament England and France are the favorites, but we, we cannot wait to welcome the world we've got Brazil starting our women's tournaments, which is so exciting we've had the opportunity uh, our team have had the opportunity to travel the world we've been to west africa to south america to papua new guinea uh pre-pandemic um the pandemic put a stop to our international development program and using this opportunity, again, similar to what we talked about, we, we didn't have to do any of that. So we've taken the trophy, we've taken some ambassadors, we've taken some kit out there to just inspire people. And uh, when the tournament comes around, hopefully um, people here in the UK and across the world will really gravitate and get behind what will be a really special moment for
0: the sport of the rugby league. That's, that's the reason I was never a rugby player, John, because the thought of a, a Samoan or a Tongan running at me with a ball, I'm like, no, I think I'll try something else. Um, something John, We've uh, we've got little time left, but I do need to ask you to share with us, if you would, for those who would like to find out more about what you're doing. Is there a website? Is there any social media where people can check out and follow what you're doing and obviously get behind the great work that you and your team are, are doing in respect to the tournament?
1: Yeah, uh, from a personal perspective, LinkedIn. Uh, so I'll type my name in, John J-O-N. Uh, people will find me, uh, presence on other social media platforms, but LinkedIn, definitely our website, our tournament website, RLWC 2021, uh, follow our journey and particularly our social uh impact program. Um and um yeah it'd be great for people to
0: uh, to do that. They will absolutely um John final question uh if there was one rule I mean, you've come out with lots of them if there were one rule that a younger version of you if asking for advice um could live their life by what would that one rule that kind of transcended all the others what would it be?
1: I might cheat a little here, Sandro, but I'll, I'll try and make it one. We'll present it to one rule.
0: Um, follow your dream and be relentless. That's that's all right. That's all kind of merges into one. But I, I love that. It's a great answer. Um, John Dutton, thank you so much. Um, I had no doubt whatsoever that we'd all be scribbling away furiously listening to, um, to some of your musings on achieving success and overcoming the, the obvious challenges that, of course, we all face from time to time. You seem to do it better than the rest of us. Uh, but thank you so much for sharing so openly um, and engagingly um, some of life lessons. And uh, I do thank you for all you've done for the sport. But on behalf of all those listening from around the world, uh, I do wish you well and, and hope that you continue to do all the great things you're doing.
1: Oh, thanks so much for being kind.
0: My absolute pleasure. And to all of you, once again, here we are nearly three years on. You're still tuning in week after week. And we do thank you so much for that. Uh, Do remember to keep telling friends and family about it. We'd love to have a few more listeners. Remember, we've got another guest each week, every week, uh, and hopefully that will continue for some time. Um, Well, let's see. I I might run out of steam eventually. But for the time being, uh, we have a new guest joining us every week to share their own insights into achieving success or overcoming life challenges. If you've got any questions for John, you can reach out to him directly via LinkedIn or any other social media platform. If you've got any for us, you know it's hello at sandrospodcast.com do connect with me as well. Personally, it's uh, at Sandro40 on Twitter and the real sandro 14 on Instagram. Thank you once again to John for being a spectacular guest today as I knew he would be. And to all of you, have a great week and we will see you this time in a week.